Blog Talk Radio. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Once again, to another edition of Fantasy Football. And it, not that Fantasy Football, the Master Plan. I am JG, a.k.a. the Master. We got a lot of things going on, people. And, and uh, I am the Master. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again. For those who didn't get it the first time, 347 637 3220 is the place to be if you want to talk to JT, the master, and you know that would be me. Great show in store for you. It's week 10 in the NFL, week 10 in fantasy football. We're getting real close. If you include this week, the 10th, the 11th, the 12th, the 13th, you got four weeks, people, for most people start the playoffs four weeks for the regular season to be over the 10th the 11th the 12th the 13th that's four weeks including this week like i said by by most leagues week 13 either you're in or whether or or you're out what's it going to be hopefully you are in a position maybe you don't have a solid slot in the playoffs, but you're in a position to get into the playoffs, and hopefully I can help you get there. I mean, I'm just one source. There's a lot of sources out there. Try to use them, take the best of each of them that you feel comfortable with, and use that knowledge to get to where you want or close to where you want your team to be. Um, uh, my motto this year, after I had a down year last year, my motto this year was, and it should be every 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 year, but because uh, I had a down year in predicting um, the outcome of uh, how players would play, and also uh, in fantasy, in, in the leagues I was in, um, made a concerted effort to treat every week like it's the championship week. 
every week like it's a championship. Now, I'm not saying get rid of players or whatever for each week, but put yourself in a position when you, when you did drafting. Put yourself in a position when you're looking at who, who to try to acquire from some other team to strengthen your team. I've tried to do that for you from week one. I tried to do that even in the preseason, telling you people what players to pick up. What players that are good um, draft bargains? And right now, right now, and I'm not, maybe I am, but I'll do it anyway. Pat myself on the back. But I told you one gem in the running back position. I told you people that running backs were my specialty. I love running backs. Um, and I've always believed, since I've been playing fantasy football, they're the foundation of your team. And I've always drafted running backs first and second, and for the most part, second. If you see my team, my team usually has a very good stable of running backs. You never have too many running backs because they're always on a collision course when they get the ball. Eleven guys on the other side of the defense are looking to tackle that running back who gets the ball. And for those who have said in the past years that – the running back position is devalued. I have always rebuffed that. And look what's going on. From last year, and especially this year, we have a plethora of very good running backs out there. Uh, and people are clamoring to get running backs because of um, a good running back. And because running backs, like I said, go down a lot more than the other positions because of the nature of the position. And now people are saying, now probably, and, and I, 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 trust me when I'm telling you this, next year, so-called experts are going to say you got to take a running back. The big thing this, this, this season was zero running backs, meaning they, you take running backs late. Well, I didn't believe that in a, in a heartbeat, and I always told you I didn't believe that. I always believe you take a running back first, and then you deal if you want to go – into uh, uh, the second round trying to get a wide receiver, fine. And even in PPR leagues, I, I always stress getting dual threat running backs. Dual threat running backs are the absolute jewel in PPR fantasy football leagues. Dual threat. They catch it out of the backfield, and they um, uh, quite naturally – by, by definition, they're running back, so they get the ball. Then a lot of teams, if you notice, there's a lot of teams. Look at the teams that won Super Bowls recently, um, albeit maybe not even the Patriots, but they, they ran the ball quite a bit too. Running the ball a lot and um, playing sound defense. If you've listened to me over the years, that's the, that's the formula. So if you're going to run the ball a lot, you need quality running back. If you want to win in fantasy, you need quality, run, quality running backs. Because I'm looking throughout the leagues, 12, 14-team leagues. I see these teams that maybe strong with wide receivers have a good um, quarterback, but are struggling to find decent or passable or startable running backs or just putting somebody in there that, that, that 
just because they have to fill the position. And they're really relying on the wide receivers because they bought into you go wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. I've never believed that. And to, to, to the last time I finished playing fantasy football, I never will. I believe in a balanced lineup. You don't need Aaron Rodgers. You need you. It's quality. There's 32 teams out there, and and you can't tell me that you can't find a uh, in a 14, 16 team. You can't find a decent quarterback to fill that position. So you go and get your stud running back or two. Get now that's going to probably put you in a position not to get. Julio Jones or Antonio Brown or the like or Mike Evans, but you but there's plenty of wide receivers out there that you can pick up that are going to give you quality uh, points. And then you go because most most guys, unless it's Jimmy Graham, yeah, unless it's Jimmy uh, Greg Olson or um, Rock, the Gronk, you pick up a tight end because there's a bunch of tight ends out there. Um, that you can pick up that give you decent points and you, and you build your balanced lineup. The problem with a lot of lineups, they, they rely too much on a position, a position. I know I said, I get my running backs first. I'm not relying just on running backs, but, I, but the, the, the one position that takes the biggest hit for the most part in injuries is a running back position. So you try to get as many quality running backs as you possibly can in the draft and throughout the season to put you in a position that you're not scrambling if you're fortunate enough to get into the playoffs to give you a strong position or strong, um, yeah, but strong position to make a move or two in the playoffs and hopefully get you to that championship. Now I, I, I've, I, and let me get back to my point. In most of my leagues, in most of my leagues, and I'm trying to think now, and the reason why I took him in the round that I did take him, because I didn't want to make, I wanted to make sure I got him, um, not too late, because I, if I if I chose to, he would probably have been gone, and not too early. So I chose about the fifth or sixth round to pick up Melvin Gordon. Got poo pooed a lot touted him unmercifully preseason. And even during the season when they said he was touchdown dependent. Melvin Gordon's got the most touchdowns of any running back. 11. 11. He's the number one in some leagues. He's the number one running back. He may not have the most yardage, but he's damn sure got the most touchdowns. And you know what round I got him? I didn't get him in the first, second, third, or fourth round. For the most part, I got him in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, somewhere around there. And that's quality. That's what I was talking about. Being able to pick somebody up that has that type of return. And now you have somebody like a Melvin Gordon, and I try to do this every year, and I didn't do a good job last year, and I told you I was going to uh, redeem myself with some quality pickups and, and some running backs that get, I would say, tossed aside but not respected enough, like LaShawn McCoy. 
who I have on a, a lot of my lineups. And he's in the top uh, – a lot of leagues, he's in the top ten, and even in the top five in fantasy points. Now, I know I touted you Todd Gurley, and I know Todd Gurley is, is not even, even in the top 20 in most leagues. PPR, especially. Especially in PPR. He's doing, he's doing worse than standard, but in PPR, points per reception, he's been steady. Double-digit points, because they're using him more in, 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 passing, in, in, in the passing game, which saves him because he's, he's averaging 60, 50 yards, somewhere around that. But he's averaged at least three or four catches and about 20 to 30 yards. So that adds up to uh, double digits. So he's been, he's been, he hasn't been spectacular like he was last year when he, he bounced on the scene. He hasn't been worth the top five pick. I can, I can grant you that. But he's been serviceable. Let me put it that way. He's been serviceable. We'll talk about Todd Gurley and, and other things, and studs, duds, and, and, and all that good stuff. Um, As we go along, as we break down all these games, as we talk about some studs, duds, sleepers, and, and waiver wire pickups, and as we go along and break down each game, one game's already been played. I'm not going to go through that game. That is, uh, it is what it is. We're talking about the uh, Cleveland Browns playing the uh, um, Baltimore Ravens. But now we're talking about the games going forward. If you have anybody that's on Buffalo, Detroit, Indianapolis, or Oakland, there's a lot of fantasy good, goodness in all those, all those teams. Um, get them out of your lineup. They're on a bye. Four teams on a bye. Four teams on a bye this week. All right? So let's, let's – and I'll try to give you – as much injury reports as I can, but they don't really come in out. Excuse me. They don't really come out until about starting coming out around 1130. Unless it's, it's, it's early out or something like that, that they're not going to play. Then I, I can give you that information. Otherwise it's going to be, um, as it comes in, uh, and, uh, more than likely, I won't be on the air by the time your injury reports come in. So this is just going to be based on based on the information I have as, as we speak. So that's all I can do. I can, I'm trying to give you as much information and, and be as much uh, inf- as, uh, as uh, informative as I could possibly be to um, – Get you that fantasy win and get you closer to uh, securing a position in the playoffs. And I know you can say, well, he keeps on talking about playoffs. Well, I'm talking about playoffs because you got to be in it to win it. If you don't get into the playoffs, there is no championship. If you don't get into the playoffs, there is no possible way that you can win a championship. Plain and simple. So we take it one step at a time. 
We take the draft. Then we take week after week, get you, getting you into the best position to get you that win. That, so you can accumulate that, uh, um, a, uh, the amount of wins that it takes to get you into the playoffs. And then hopefully after that, uh, help you win your uh, playoff matchups. To get that ultimate prize is that championship trophy, ring, belt, medallion, whatever it is that um, league rewards you after you've won the championship. That's your ultimate goal, and, and but it's, it's taken step by step. So we have to accumulate enough wins to get you into the playoffs first before you can have a chance to win your championship. So let's get this party started. Let's get this party started. And just like Mike Singletary always says, Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day. We're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. Tell him about it, Mike. Tell him about it, Mike. He always always comes up with, with the right thing. Always comes with the right thing. So without further ado, let's start it off with this. All right. We're going to go and start it off with the first 1 o'clock game. Um, and at this time of year, as we get closer and closer to winter, we're in fall now, officially. We're in fall. That weather has doesn't make a difference. Um, the conditions can make a difference. Can make a difference. Not necessarily. Football played in all, all kind of weather conditions. Other than a hurricane and, and thunder and lightning. Um, it's played in, in, in snowstorms and it's played in uh, uh, pouring rain. Houston at Jacksonville. One o'clock game. Um, Will Fuller doesn't look like he's going to play in this game. Uh, he is a uh, uh, is a game time decision. I wouldn't trust Will Fuller. The last time Will Fuller played uh, uh, was uh, active, I should say. He sat on the sidelines. Hopefully, have a better option or as equivalent option as when Will Fuller. Uh, Alan Hearns is also a game time decision today. Uh, early reports have him playing. Uh, I, I suggest. Just like I said with Will Fuller, it's a check. After 11.30, what's the deal and what's going to happen? Because um, Will Fuller uh, was dealing with a concussion. And it was in concussion protocol. And if he doesn't pass, um, then quite naturally he won't be playing. All right, let's, let's get on the uh, Houston and Jacksonville. Uh, Brock Osweiler, until he proves me different, and he, this is my team I'm talking about, and quarterback. Don't like him. Um, you, you, you should have enough options. There's only four teams on the bye that you can pull somebody in to um, uh, take the place of your quarterback, and it won't be Brock Osweiler. Not a, I know Jacksonville. I know Jacksonville. 
Uh, but they're playing in Jacksonville, and the Houston, my Houston Texans, haven't won a game on the road. They're five and three. They've won all their games at home and lost all their games on the road. And I've always said, if you listen to me on the FSP show, which is one o'clock Eastern Standard Time on a Saturday, Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon, and on this show, Jacksonville always plays that much better at home. The defense does. So. I'm not expecting, I don't have high expectations for Brock Osweiler. Now, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are 11th in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback position. 16th against the running back. So you can you can uh, run on them. Uh, 22nd against their uh, uh, preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position. And what they do best is prevent uh, against the tight end position. Um, but you don't have Gronk. You don't have Dwayne Allen or Jack Doyle. You don't have Eric Ebron. Um, you don't have um, um, who else do you don't have? You don't have uh, Charles Clay. Uh, you don't have Clyde Wolford. What I'm saying is this. Uh, C.J. Fedorowicz has been playing well, uh, I, but don't count on him getting a, a trip into the end zone. They're playing on the road, and like I said, my Houston Texans don't play that well on the road. But he could be used as a bi-week replacement for one of those teams that you have on a bye. C.J. Fedorowicz. Um, I like uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I would think that the Houston Texans have, and Bill O'Brien and, and, and like have come up with a uh, solution to get DeAndre Hopkins consistent. I know he gets targeted, but consistent uh, better, let me put it this way, better opportunities than they have in the past to get him the football. And they're probably going to be relying on him in more if Will Fuller is not healthy. Braxton Miller is dealing with uh, uh, issues, uh, uh, health issues, so he's not there um, and uh, or it hasn't been effective. Uh, and and uh, Jalen Strong is out with an ankle injury. So I do like Lamar Miller, who I think the, 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 that's definite play. That's a that's a no brainer. DeAndre Hopkins, you don't want him sitting on your bench. I know he hasn't. Um, most people picked him up in the first round, and he hasn't come up to those expectations. But you don't want him sitting on the bench, and then he he, he has a very good um, uh, uh, game. And you you go through that one of woulda coulda shoulda. Put your put your studs in there. Put the guys that you drafted high in there. You drafted them high for a reason. Unless they're physically injured. My motto is you put them in there, because you drafted them high. You thought of them quite quite a lot in where you drafted them. Just like. Uh, regardless of how Todd Gurley's been playing, I put him in there every week because I don't want to be the one to have uh, 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 sit him on the bench and everybody in the league, including myself, saying, why did you do that? And he goes off. So you put your studs in there, and that's why I'm saying put DeAndre Hopkins in there. Uh, Blake Bortles, ah, against the Houston defense, Blake Bortles been putting up monster numbers, monster numbers, but he puts up in garbage time. 
And you can't always rely because he's been very inconsistent. Very inconsistent, and he's been throwing a lot of interceptions along with um, those numbers going up there, which takes away from your fantasy points. I don't think Blake Bortles is a good play against the Houston Texans defense. I like Chris Ivory. I told you about Chris Ivory the other day. I've told you about him on the FSP show, what I thought the Jacksonville Jaguars, when they got rid of their old offensive coordinator and put in a new one, what they were going to do, and I compared him to what other teams in the same scenario did, and it proved me right, and I think he, they're going to do it. Now, Houston, number two in preventing fantasy points in the quarterback position, and 19th against the running back, third third against the wide receiver, and fourth against the tight end. So in the passing game, Houston is, 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 uh, uh, um, has good defense. They can be run on. And I think Chris Ivey is a definite play here. Um, if not in the flex, he, he, he could be a strong RB, RB2 here. Strong RB2. Strong RB2. You play, you play him play and play with confidence. Now, the other two guys that I'm going to talk about, I'm not too high on Julius Thomas. Told you uh, how how they played it. The linebackers are pretty are, are very good, uh, and safeties are very good against the tight end position. So play, um, don't play Julius Thomas. He's a sit for me. But the two wide receivers that I do like, because I think Alan Hearns is is iffy in playing, is Marquise Lee and Allen Robinson. Now Marquise Lee has been pretty consistent and will be benefit that much more because that's one less option that Blake Bortles has go, to go to. And I like Marquise Lee as a definite flex. And, and Allen Robinson is probably a wide receiver three uh, with some upside. Um, definitely can be used in the flex position. Um, and he, they've been highly inconsistent. And um, I know he had his best game of the year. I'll talk about Allen Robinson, where he caught seven passes for 76, seven passes for 76 yards and one, and one touchdown. Um, but we'll have to see about that. I, I, I can't, I, I'm not in the uh, Allen Robinson trusting category on that one. All right, let's move on to the um, Denver Broncos at the New Orleans Saints. Two opposites um, playing each other, meaning one op- one one o- offense struggling with a very good defense, and the other is a very good offense with a defense that's struggling. New Orleans is playing home. Um, Capri Biggs, excuse me, Capri Bibbs is supposed to have a bigger role in the running game. Um, because Dante Booker, uh, big hype. He looked well playing behind C.J. Anderson. But as the lead back, he kind of disappointed some um, some uh, owners last week. And But he's, he's going to should get the majority of the carries. So you got to play uh, Devontae Booker against New Orleans. New Orleans is 22nd against the quarterback, 31st against the running back. 13th against the wide receiver and 23rd against the tight end in preventing fantasy points. You got to play 
either one of these guys, Capri Bibbs or Savante Booker, because they're going to be used extensively in the run game, and they should uh, more Devontae Booker versus Capri Bibbs. But I think um, Bibbs, because especially in PPR, he's supposed to get used that much more. So I would think that that would benefit um, um, any owner that had either one of these uh, backs. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas, no brainers. I'm not, you know, I'm just trying to get you players. No brainers. They're no brainers. They're, they're, they're like two RB1s on one team, okay? If Trevor Simeon can get him the ball and they're playing in New Orleans where uh, Mr. Breeze, um, who's thrown for 21 touchdowns already this year and thrown for over 300 yards five times this year, um, has only had one down week uh, at home, and that was with, uh, uh, against Seattle. And he had 265 yards and a touchdown. So that should be a no-brainer. I don't care about Denver. They're not the same team. They're not the same defensive team, especially when Aqib Tlaib is not in there and he, and he won't be in this, this week. Their, their defense is, is different. They can be run on. And if you have either Tim Hightower or – uh, Mark Ingram, they're a definite play. They've gotten gouged by Melvin Gordon in the last two weeks. They've gotten gouged over 100 yards, both these guys. Melvin Gordon and last week, Latavius Murray. Two AFC West teams, okay? Um, and, the, and, and, the, and, and the when San Diego played Denver, they were playing in Denver. So whether on the road at home, they can be run on. They can be run on. Denver is first in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback and the wide receiver position, 12th against the tight end. And I said save the best for last. They are 25th in preventing fantasy points against the running back position. So I'm telling you to, to, if you have Tim Hightower or Mark Ingham, play him with confidence. Play him with confidence. Now, as to wide receivers, Mike Thomas has been balling out um, and uh, is could be the, the number one wide receiver in New Orleans. But Brandon Cooks, who was on a three-game uh, a streak with a touchdown with the exception of San Francisco at San Francisco. Uh, it's playing at home and he does play well, better at home. Brandon cooks does play better at home uh, right along with Drew Brees. So the guys I'm telling you are no brainers, Michael Thomas and Brandon cooks and even Willie Sneed. I'm telling you, this is Drew Brees. He likes throwing the ball and they're going to run the football and then, do play action and and he, he has so many weapons that now you may temper your expectations but if you have Willie Sneed which I think is the least of the wide receivers that I would play with confidence in the flex or 3-4 wide receiver position um, I would play Willie Sneed 
You got Brandon Cooks, that's a no-brainer to me, and also love Michael Thomas because they've been hot. They've been hot. Okay? All right, let's move on to the next uh, um, one online. We got 27 minutes. I think we can knock them all out. Let's go with the uh, Los Angeles Rams, and I have talked about this before, uh, at the New York Jets. All right. Uh, there's a chance that the let – me, let, me, let me put this right off the bat. The quarterback play for both of these teams has been piss poor. Uh, the offenses quite naturally have struggled because of the quarterback play. Um, there's a tr- strong chance that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's a game-time decision, uh, will be sitting this one out due to a MCL injury, and that Bryce Petty uh, will be getting the start. Uh, you, everyone knows that fantasy football, the um, quarterback play from the Rams in, in, in Case Keenum uh, and, and how limited that uh, offense is. Right off the bat, I'm telling you, play, if you, if you can get your hands on the Jet defense or the L.A. defense, put them in your lineup. You have shaky quarterback play, and both these um, quarterbacks are very susceptible to sacks and turnovers. And both these offenses have a strong possibility of being, uh, I should say, this game has a strong possibility of being a low-scoring game. And both these defenses would, would benefit about, about all the above I just named. So the Rams defense, Jets defense, and either one of these guys that just happened to be sitting on, on your on your um, free agent bench, I mean free agent uh, uh, or waiver wire, whatever you want to call it, pick them up and put them in your lineup. And, and, and because both these teams are going to give you um, turnovers. that I, I mean, I, I can almost guarantee that. With that being said, um, I think the – and I know this may be – sounds strange, but I think the uh, um, wide receivers from the Rams, due to the absolutely horrible play of the Jets' pass defense, who's 21st against the wide receiver and and 22nd against the tight end in preventing fantasy points. They're 20th against the quarterback and 18th against the running back. What they do best, what they do best, supposedly, is is, um, prevent fantasy points against the running back position. But I think Todd Gurley, even though he's coming off a thigh injury or whatever it is, and he didn't practice uh, Wednesday and Thursday, but he got a full practice in on Friday, um, sooner or later, you got to think that he's going to have one of those games. He hasn't had one yet. Put him in your lineup. Flex. Something like that. If you, I mean, if you don't have Shady McCoy or, or one of these other big backs, you don't have Frank Gore, uh, you don't have uh, Latavius Murray, something like that. You got Todd Gurley. Maybe I hope you haven't been sitting him, but if you you got him in your lineup week after week, don't take him out of it this week. This may be the week he goes off. You don't want it. You don't want to be the one to, for that to happen. Kenny Britt. You play Brian Quick. You play Tavon Austin. Now, these guys are th- three fours. Kenny Britt's probably um, a, a wide receiver two, three, somewhere around there. 
Uh, but these guys can definitely be used in the flex, but Case Keenum is going to get the ball to these guys. They can't run the football, but if they have difficulty running the football, the next thing is going to be passing. And Jets are one of the worst teams defending against the pass. Plain and simple. One of the worst teams defending against the pass. Let's go on to the other side of the ball. I'm not even suggesting you play Bryce Petty or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Not against this. Uh, three shots. This is what I have. Three shots. Matt Forte, Quincy Inouye, and, and quite naturally, Brandon Marshall. Now, this guy may be a guy on the radar, way off the radar, and uh, he may not be a viable option, but just let me know. Let me tell you this. I heard it just, it's a gut feeling here. And the gut feeling I'm telling is this. Austin Safarian Jenkins. Who? Yeah, that's a tight end. And they don't use a tight end that much. But the Jets haven't had a um, athletic tight end like this in a while. Um, he played limited snaps last week after injury. And I got to believe that if he's healthier, you may see more of Austin Severian Jenkins. I don't know how big your bench is. I don't know what you have on your bench. Or just keep it in mind or look it up yourself and see what's going on with Austin Severian Jenkins. Remember, you heard it here first. Go to Atlanta at Philadelphia. This will be an interesting game. This is another one of those games that Atlanta's defense has been playing uh, pretty well. I mean, not Atlanta's defense, but uh, Philly's defense has been playing pretty well. And that uh, um, Atlanta is the number one offense uh, in the NFL coming into Philly. Now, we got Tevin Coleman, who is um, out again. So, Devontae Freeman is the man, along with um, Teron Ward, I think it is, is his backup. Uh, Jacob Tammy is also out. So uh, let's look for Austin Hooper to fill in. I don't have anything on uh, Philly as as we speak, but uh, let's uh, let's talk about this game. On the um, Atlanta side, this guy they're running in for the MVP. I think he's got the most points in fantasy. Um, is Matt Ryan. You have to, this, that's a no-brainer, and we'll move on. Donfante Freeman is a no-brainer, and we'll move on. Julio Jones is a no-brainer, and we move on. Mohamed Sanu is a wide receiver, two, three, and definitely a flex option for you. Definitely a flex option for you. Uh, and on the other side of Philadelphia, Carson Wentz is not an option in my opinion. He is not an option in this game. Look elsewhere. I know um, that he may throw for 250 and and a a couple touchdowns. Darren Spoles is the lead back now, and he can be used especially in PPR and and, and in in standard, because he's going to get his yards. 
for the simple reason that um, uh, Atlanta. Now get this, Atlanta. They have a they they have a very good record. Their offense is, is balling out, and that's the reason. Atlanta is thirty second against the quarterback, twenty seventh against the running back, thirty first against the wide receiver, and twenty sixth against the t- tight end position and preventing fantasy points. So you think you want to play Darren Sproles? Yeah. You want to think you want to play Zach Ertz? Yeah. You think you want to play Jordan Matthews? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think this thing is probably um, uh, going to be played in the mid-20s. Um, you consider that a, a shootout or not. Um, if you're down and that you have no other choices and this is the best choice for you, then you can use Carson Wentz. Otherwise, I would look at the uh, um, – other options. All right, let's move on to the next game, and next another one o'clock game, and that would be Kansas City. This is now this is this is an interesting game. Two teams. Alex Smith is back. Um, Spencer Ware is back. Jeremy Macklin is out. So those Jeremy Macklin uh, owners, get him out of your lineup. He's not going to be in there. Hopefully you picked up Tyree Hill or Chris Connolly because Alex Smith going to be thrown to them. More than likely that Travis Kelsey, in fact, I know he's not sitting on a waiver wire, so you're not going to be able to use him. So but in this game, Carolina can be passed on. I know they may may have fixed their defense. It looked like they fixed their defense. Um, but this is a very good Chiefs team. One of the underappreciated coaches in the NFL, I, I truly believe, is Andy Reid in being able to get the most out of his players uh, week in and week out. Every team has, has a bad game every now and then, and that can't be uh, avoided. You try to, but it can't be avoided. Uh, but this this is a solid Kansas City team. And I have the utmost confidence in Spencer Ware in this game. Uh, and like I said, Travis Kelsey is a no-brainer. That's Alex, this is Alex Smith we're talking about, who's not a great deep ball thrower. Um, and he likes to throw the intermediate, short to intermediate pass. And where does Travis Kelsey do his best? Short to intermediate. So you got Spencer Ware running down uh, to get the ball in the red zone. And then he either used Spencer Ware or Travis Kelsey to get the ball into the end zone. And on a big place, you use Tyreek Hill, who's, got, who's the fastest, one of the fastest guys in the NFL. And also um, those two guys. Ty, Tyreek Hill this week against Carolina this week. I know it's played in Carolina, but this week Tyreek Hill is a definite flex for me. Absolutely, absolutely flex. Three, four in the wide receivers. Absolutely. Let's move on to the um, Carolina Panthers and Cam Newton. Well, if you got Cam Newton, you're going to play him. Uh, uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Unless you got Tom Brady, then you play Tom Brady. And, and why would you have Cam Newton and Tom Brady on your team at this point in the year when Tom Brady's already had a bye? You should should have um, traded him away to get some value for him. 
you got Cam Newton. I know Cam Newton may be injury prone, but he, he starts each and every game. So either you start Cam Newton every game because he passes by also, or Tom Brady every game. But you, you get rid of one of them. You're trying to pare down. Hopefully you're in a position that either you're close or you, you're definitely going to get into the playoffs and you don't need those two quarterbacks. You try to get, improve your lineup with you using leverage as that quarterback for someone else who may need that quarterback and will give up something that's equivalent to a Tom Brady or Cam Newton. All right, Jonathan Stewart is a play here. Not a strong play, but he's a definite play here. Uh, there's no brainer in Calvin, uh, Calvin John, Kelvin Benjamin. No brainer. And it's no brainer in uh, Greg Olson, even though Kansas City is one of the better teams against the tight end position, the number five. What Kansas City can be gassed on is the quarterback position where they're 21st. The running back position where they're 20th. And the wide receiver position where they're 29th in preventing fantasy points. They play against the tight end very well. Temper your expectations with Greg Olson. And expect more from your wide receivers, especially Kelvin Benjamin, in this matchup. All right, let's move on to the next 1 o'clock game. And what's that one? Let me see what we got here. Uh, Let me see what we got here. Uh, We got uh, Chicago at Tampa, Tampa Bay with the resurgence of Jay Cutler balling out. Jacquez Rogers is out. You may see a return of Doug Martin. Now, um, don't expect a full lo- workload from um, Doug Martin. Not too long ago, a few weeks ago, he, he had a setback. Uh, but now it seems like he can, he, can, um, he, can, he's, he can get in the starting lineup and play, but he's going to be limited. First game back. Always like to see um, what a player is going to do. Um, every now and then you may have a player that balls out, but for the most part, they have him on a snap count. Um, so that's, that, that's going to limit his time on the field. That's going to limit the number of snaps he plays. Quite naturally, that's going to eliminate his production. Um, so if you have Peyton Barber, that is the play for me in this one. Play Peyton Barber against Chicago. Um, let me move over to the game and then we can talk about it more. Played in Tampa Bay. Um, and, um, Tampa Bay is 29th against the quarterback, 24th against the running back, 30th against the wide receiver and 16th against the tight end. Not a good defense. But supposedly, now Jordan Howard had a monster game last week. A monster game last week. A very good game last week. But John Fox said that Jeremy Lankford's going to be involved in the offense. I don't know how much, but you play Jordan Howard with confidence. And, and hope that John Fox doesn't get in the way and screw this up for you. Uh, since Jay Cutler is back, Alshon Jeffrey is now 
more relevant than he has been in the past when Brian Hoare was the quarterback. Um, and also Zach Miller. The other guys just fill in, get in where they fill in where they can get in. You're talking about Cameron Meredith and Andy Royal. On the other end, you play Jameis. You, against this, now, don't be surprised, but Chicago's defense is not that bad. They're 14th against the quarterback, number one against the running back, 32nd against the wide receiver, and eighth against the tight end. So they play the running game a lot better than they play the passing game. And I don't have to tell you to play Jameis in this. I don't have to tell you. He's playing at home. They haven't won at home, but he, he plays well at home. I don't have to tell you to play. Um, I want to be like Mike, Mike Evans. Um, he's been balling out. He's been playing like the number one wide receiver in uh, fantasy football. If you can try to get him, if that – if you that guy that's got Tom Brady, see if that guy's got Mike Evans would want to trade him. If he if he's weak in a weak in a quarterback position, the uh, playoff. If you're fortunate enough to get in the playoffs for Tampa Bay, they play New Orleans twice, week 14 and week 16. They play New Orleans twice. You try to that means if if at all possible, if you didn't already do it. Try to get Doug Martin. Try to get uh, uh, Mike Evans, one of those two players, to improve that, your position in running back or a wide receiver. Those two guys have very good playoff matchups, week 14, 15, and 16. And Doug Martin, if he's healthy and fresh now, he'll be fresh. He hasn't played since week two. Try to pick him up. Try to pick him up. And try to pick up New Orleans Saints wide receivers or even possibly Drew Brees. They have, like I said, Tampa Bay plays New Orleans 14th and 16th in the playoffs. You have on the other side, New Orleans, they play Tampa Bay week 14, week 16. Only makes sense. Only makes sense. It's not rocket science, people. Not rocket science. All right, let's move on to the next game um, that we have sitting here, and that is uh, Minnesota at Washington. Laquan Treadwell on the Minnesota side, the game time decision, and Deshaun Jackson is out. Is out. All right. Supposedly Rob Kelly is going to be the starting running back for – for the uh, Washington Redskins. Um, Washington's coming off a bye, playing at home. Um, Minnesota is uh, overall fourth against the quarterback, 10th against the running back, second against the wide receiver, and fourth, 14th against the tight end position in preventing fantasy points. All right? But lately, they've been able to get gashed and and, and uh, not playing as well. And they're on the road. They're on a three-game losing streak. Play Rob Kelly. Um, 
Matt Jones owners, sorry, but Matt Jones likes to give up the football. He likes to give the football up. And that's why Robert Kelly, who is, is, can be played in the uh, uh, running and, and in the passing game, play Jameson Crowder. Deshaun Jackson is not going to be there. So the, the wide receivers are Jameson Crowder, Pierre Garçon, Chris, uh, um, Vernon Davis, and, and Jordan Reed. You use many guys that, that, that can catch the ball in the passing game. Jordan Reed, in my, in my opinion, is a no-brainer. Jamison Crowder, he, he's been balling out, um, and he probably he should be known to you guys. You play him. Uh, he's definitely a flex, maybe wide receiver, too, um, in, in this game. On the other side, with Sam Bradford and company, man, I don't know. I don't know. These guys, uh, oh, yeah, and you play uh, – um, you probably don't probably have better options, but if you don't, then you play Kirk Cousins. But I would, if he if, if he throws for more than one touchdown, I'd be surprised. I'll be surprised against this because we're playing a desperate team, and they're going to do anything to try to win. I'm talking about Minnesota. Um, one guy I can look out for uh, Matt Asiata is not it, and neither is Jerry McKinnon. As more and more uh, Ronnie, Ronnie Hillman gets incorporated in this, in this offense, I think he's going to be the one that's going to be the main back. Uh, if I was to play somebody in this, in this um, running back on um, Minnesota, it would be Ronnie Hillman. Wouldn't be uh, McKinnon or um, Asiata, it would be Hillman. Um, McKinnon uh, is limited. Uh, I do like McKinnon. Let me put it this way, okay? And I, I touted him a few weeks ago, um, but I don't think he's totally healthy. And in fact, I don't think um, they're committed to McKinnon that they should be. They got a new toy, Ronnie Hillman. He seems like he's more dynamic and can be used in a pass game. Uh, Matt, Matt Asiata is more is more of a thumper and can be used in a pass game, but he doesn't have elusive skills uh, or better skills than Ronnie Hillman. So I like Ronnie Hillman in this game. Um, maybe as a desperate play, um, I think what Sam Bradford and company are going to do or make the most headway is against the um, in Washington. Even though they're going up against Josh Norman and company, uh, and the the uh, Washington Redskins are eight uh, against the quarterback, twenty sixth against the running back, and ninth against the wide receiver, and eighteenth against the tight end position. I think they're going to have to pass the ball, throw it to Stephon Diggs, uh, Cordell Patterson, and especially uh, Kyle Rudolph, who Sam Bradford likes throwing to as a bailout. All right? Uh, it looks like i got a less, less than four minutes left in this show. Uh, time flies when you're having fun. Um, I'm going to get to uh, as many as I can get to. Uh, hopefully I, I can get, get the rest of these out, not in three minutes, but we're going to be in overtime. Hopefully you stay with me. Let me put it that way. All right. Let's move on to the next game. Um, that is uh, Green Bay at Tennessee. And if you're looking for um, – if you're looking for a, a tight end, 
maybe not use this week. He's getting close. And when he, when he gets out there, he's going to be um, used extensively because that's just part of the offense that Green Bay runs. I'm talking about Jared Cook. You got something sitting on your waiver wire, uh, a spot sitting on your waiver wire you can spare. Put Jared Cook in there. He'll be, he'll, he's going to be helping, helping you um, shortly, okay, along with J- James Starks. I told you to pick up James Starks last week, if I'm not mistaken. Looks like he's going to play. Uh, in a sorely needed backfield for Green Bay. Um, I don't know how much he's going to play, but uh, he's a game-time decision. Hopefully you have him in your lineup. He's going to be effective going down the stretch here um, if you're in sore need of a running back or a tight end, as in James Starks or Jared Cook. Um, Now, this is a no-brainer. Come on, people. Most of these... Um, players are no-brainers to me uh, in this matchup. Aaron Rodgers, uh, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, Ty Montgomery, Jordy Nelson, Marcus Mariota, uh, DeMarco Murray, Rashard Matthews, Kendall Wright. Yes, I think Kendall Wright. Um, Green Bay can be thrown on. They, they, they defend the running back position well. But they can be thrown on. So yes, Kendall Wright, and quite quite naturally, their leading receiver of last year was their tight end Delaney Walker. You play him also in that. All right. All right. Let's move on to Miami at um, San Diego. And I, I love this. I absolutely love this team. And, and I picked up as many players as I can on this team um, because. Uh, and people, people finally caught on. People start realizing that Philip Rivers is a baller, is a baller, and he, he's having a hell of a year this year. And, and his uh, um, parts are, are, are his skill parts are playing are, are benefiting from it. Jarvis, uh, but just, let's go to Miami first. Jarvis Landry and Kenny Skills had limited week, um, but are uh, in practice, but expected to play. Um, Deion Sims is is uh, going to be the tight end. Um, expected to return in action today. Travis Benjamin is not expected to play, and uh, tight end Hunter Henry is expected to play this week. But he's dealing with a knee issue, um, and uh, but uh, and, and you don't know how well he can be trusted because it looks like uh, a healthy uh, Antonio Gates has taken taken that uh, position over. Um, about to go into overtime. Tune in next week, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where I'll be here in the master plan with week 11 in fantasy. We're in overtime now, people. So let's let's talk about San Diego hosting the Miami Dolphins. And uh, Jay Ajayi, I don't know what what, uh, – I don't know if they were punishing him. I don't know if they were just – for whatever reason, they didn't have any faith in this guy – I had talked about this guy before. I thought he was going to be a ball, in, and it took, I don't know, a fit. It took uh, uh, Arian Foster getting hurt, and then uh, Jay Ajayi finally getting his act together, showing some maturity, and, and, and putting it on tape that he was supposed to be the man all along, that he's now the main running back at uh, Miami. It caused Arian Foster to retire because he didn't want to be the backup. Jay Ajayi is a good play here. Jarvis Landry, if healthy enough and he's going to play, is a definite play here. 
Um, Any uh, running back number 30th and 14th against the wide receiver in San Diego in preventing fantasy points. And they're playing in San Diego. San Diego wants to get to 500. They've been balling out. They beat the Denver Broncos again. They swept them. Okay? Oh, no, they got beat. I'm sorry, they got beat. But what I'm saying is this. Phillip Rivers, no-brainer. Melvin Gordon, I told you, he, he's, he scored the most points of the running backs in fantasy. PPR, in my, in my league, he's number one. For those distractors, those that didn't believe in Melvin Gordon, those that didn't believe what I was talking about and saying uh, before the season started, do you believe now? Do you believe now? He's a matchup-proof play. Just play him. Just put him in there. He's going to buy next week. Just put him in there. Tyrell Williams, I told you about this kid. Travis Benjamin was supposed to be the number one wide receiver. Well, he's been banged up, uh, and 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 uh, more than likely he won't play. So where do you think the uh, number one target is going to be? Tyrell Williams. He's balled out last week. Only times he hasn't balled out was when he was, the both times he played Denver. Otherwise than that, he's been balling out. Trust me. You play him. No-brainer, you play Antonio Gates. That's Philip Rivers' go-to, BFF, whatever you want to call him. They've been playing together for years, and whenever push comes to shove, look for Antonio. That's what Philip Rivers does. And you play one of the best kickers in the league in Josh Lambeau. Little-known kicker, but produces. What do you think? you got an offense that can move the ball up and down the field and definitely get in within field goal range, and this is a reliable kicker. That's what you want. You want somebody that's going to have enough opportunities to either make extra points or field goals. And in, and in San, Diego, San Diego's offense, that's going to happen. Plain and simple. And, in my opinion, you play San Diego's defense. Playing at home against a um, – team like Miami, whose quarterback, you notice I uh, mentioned Ryan Tannehill, whose quarterback can be shaken and inconsistent, is a no-brainer for me. A no-brainer for me. All right, let's move on to the um, uh, next 4 o'clock game, and that would be San Francisco, Arizona. I got one play in San Francisco. One play in San Francisco. DeWan Harris. DeWan Harris. Can't trust Colin Kaepernick. Can't trust any of those wide receivers or the tight end. We're going against Arizona in Arizona. Um, and Arizona is top five. Top five in preventing fantasy points about 
uh, in all the positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Top five. And San Francisco doesn't have an overwhelming offense. So you play Carson Palmer, without a doubt. Without a doubt, you play David Johnson. I shouldn't have to tell you these things. You play uh, Larry Fitz, and the number two wide receiver is J.J. Nelson, one of the quickest guys in the NFL, and has been designated as the number, number two wide receiver by Bruce Arians. So Carson Palmer is going to try to get the ball to him. And Carson Palmer also likes John Brown. Um, but I don't know how consistent John Brown's going to be. I don't know how consistent going to be. I know Carson likes to throw to him. And in this game, it may be, it may be a, a, a play, but it's a coin toss. Are you willing to take that, that chance? Let's go to the uh, last 4 o'clock game, uh, an old Super Bowl matchup. Just look up. I'm not sure exactly. I think Super Bowl 13, if I'm not mistaken. Super Bowl 13, I think that's what it is. Uh, Dallas um, is facing the um, Pittsburgh Steelers. This should be a pretty good matchup. Um, Dak, Dak Prescott is the starter. And in my opinion, you start Dak in this game. You start Dak in this game. Um, let's, let's get to, to the uh, Pittsburgh side. Ant, D'Angelo Williams is out. Darius Haywood Bay is out, and so is Marcus Wheaton. Um, but in this matchup, you start Dak. I like Dak in this game. Um, I think he's going to throw for a couple. Um, and I really like uh, uh, Ezekiel. In this game, uh, the, Pittsburgh is uh, against the quarterback position. They're seventh, running back to 28th, seventh against the wide receiver, and 20th against the tight end. So let's, let's tell you, three, two, two of the three weapons that, other than the quarterback, that the uh, Cowboys have is a weakness for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Ezekiel Elliott, you know he's going, he should. He run quite well in here. He's been running. He's been balling out ever since he started his first game. Jason Witten, who caught the game-winning touchdown, um, was it last week? Yeah, last week. Uh, is the absolute play here? I shouldn't have to tell you these things. This this should be no-brainer stuff here. Should be no-brainer stuff. Uh, Cole Beasley, PPR, he's absolute PPR gold. Turns out that Cole Beasley is Dak Prescott's favorite target. Absolute favorite target. Ever since Dak's been on the field, Cole Beasley, excuse me, Cole Beasley has been relevant. So you play Cole Beasley, and you play him with confidence. Dak's definitely going to get him the ball early and often. Quite naturally, you don't want to be the one that's sitting Des Bryant on the bench and have Des have a, uh, have one of those Des type games. So Dez is a definite play on here. Uh, I don't have to tell you. At playing at home, Ben Roethlisberger plays a hell of a lot better than he plays at home. I mean, plays it on the road. So Rod, Big Ben, check that box. Le'Veon Bell, check that box. Antonio Brown, check that box. And you know the other box I want to check? No, not Sammy Coates. 
Eli Rogers. I talked about him early in the year. He got hurt. Sammy Coates came in and had a, a, a game or two that played well. Eli Rogers was dealing with injury. And now he came back and had a hell of a game last week. Beckham, because he, he outplayed. That's one of the reasons in the beginning of the season he was playing instead of Sammy Coates. Sammy Coates was unreliable, um, always dropping, had a lot of drops, and um, wasn't as good as a, a route runner as Eli Rogers. Now, Eli Rogers is healthy now. Sammy Coates is still doing the same old thing. And now he's taking a backseat to Eli Rogers, and Eli Rogers is the number two wide receiver, without a doubt. Hopefully you picked him up. All right. All right, let's get to the, the last game. Last last game here so I can go and do my business and uh, make sure I'm straight before these games start. Is the uh, two Super Bowls ago. Seattle at New England. Thomas Rawls, hopefully you picked him up. Christian Michael is the game time decision after being injured in practice this week. Um, he's probably going to play. Uh, C.J. Procise, I think I talked about him last week or a week before, uh, is going to be more involved, probably to take up the slack for a hobbled Christian Michael. Um, and uh, But Tom, Thomas Rawls is going to be involved in the offense. He's close. He's real close. Maybe not going to play tonight. Or today, I should say, or tonight, but he's real close. Uh, and on the New England side, Chris Hogan, wide receiver, is a game-time decision. So with that being said, um, should I have to go to uh, – I'm just going to go to this. I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to check the boxes. Uh, and the boxes, I'm going to New England first. These all boxes checked. Tom Brady. Martellus Bennett, Rob Gronkowski. Those are the boxes that are checked. And for those that are in PPR as a, on a flex play, Julian Edelman, um, uh, LeGarrette Blunt. Now, Russell Wilson, and everybody's gushing about Russell Wilson because he had a big day yes, last week. What about all the other weeks before that? Um, he comes off his best game in a month with two passing touchdowns along with 282 yards. And he even had a rushing touchdown, which was his first, but it wasn't, it, it was what, a couple yards, three or four yards. Tom Brady has more rushing yards than Russell Wilson, believe it or not. Yeah, and Tom Brady missed four games. Do you play Russell Wilson? Yeah, you play Russell Wilson in this game. I know they're playing in New England, and that's a um, negative mark on Seattle. You play in PPR, you play C.J. Procise. PPR. Just in PPR, C.J. Procise. You play him. All right. Um, your definite play is uh, uh, Jimmy Graham. They're going to have to be throw. Uh, they're going to have to be throwing the football. Um, I, I gave you a statistic last week. 
uh, yesterday that the average um, winning spread between uh, the Patriots opponents since Tom Brady's been in there is, is uh, I think, 11 points, at least 11 points. So they're going to have to be throwing the football to keep up. And uh, that's why I say Doug Baldwin is a flex play, wide receiver of 3-4, somewhere around there. All right, let's move on to the Monday night game where it is the Cincinnati Bengals hosting the New York Giants. I mean, Cincinnati Bengals visiting the New York Giants. Andy Dalton is a good play here for me. Giovanni Bernard is another good play for me. Um, and so is uh, Jeremy Hill. So if you've got those guys, Giovanni, especially in PPR, Jeremy Hill, and, and hopefully he gets a, he gets a touchdown. Um, so – um, if you short on running backs, you're going to have to put him out there, but unless he gets a touchdown, he may not be that, uh, uh, good for you. Um, uh, AJ green is the man, uh, him and Tyler Eifert, him and Tyler Eifert. That's it in the passing game. These other guys are, are there taking space, taking targets, but the new, the, it's quite naturally you know who, who the players are. You play Eli Manning in this game, too, because I think this is going to be um, a uh, um, play in the high 20s. Let me put it that way. Uh, I, I, and I told you about this kid, and he played, and he had decent numbers last week. Last week, And reports come out that he's going to be – it's going to be a 50-50 split. But I think eventually this kid's going to take over the number one spot. And I'm talking about Paul Perkins. I liked him coming out of college. Um, I thought that he would uh, get the opportunity earlier, but apparently uh, his um, pass protection was holding him back, and I guess he's gotten better, and uh, he's going to get more and more of touches, and he, he's their best back. Paul Perkins is their best back, and the more that they have, the more and more they get confidence in Paul Perkins, the more and more he's going to get the lion's share of the carries or touches, I should say, because he can be used in a passing game too, because he can catch it out of the backfield. So Paul Perkins is a, you miss a, a running back from the four that, that are, are or, or somebody's hurt, or you, you don't have somebody that's one of the buy teams. Paul Perkins is going to give you some points. Okay. Um, I'm not a big Rashad Jennings. I think he's a plotter. I think he's, he's, He's not all that. He's just a, he's Jay, he's just a, just a guy. But the gold here is this. Odell Beckham Jr. and Sterling Shepard. Uh, Victor Cruz is dealing with an ankle issue. These two guys are going to be the men, the guys. So if you, you got them, just like you, you hear that phrase, if you, if you have it, I'll tell you. It's a phrase called out there, um, um, if you got them, light them, um, meaning if you got cigarettes, light them up because this is the time to take a break. Well, this is not a time to take a break. If you got these two guys, put them in your lineup and just, just wait and see how many, just be confident they're going to give you some decent points. Trust me on that. All right, people, that's it. That's it. Oh, I meant to tell you that Ladarius Green is active. 
he may not play or he may be limited in snaps, but if he's if he's 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 um going to be on an active list, trust me people. In that offense, you throw with Heath Miller, who's not as athletic as Ladarius Green is, was to Ben Roethlisberger. That's just another added option in that Pittsburgh defense. I mean, offense. Go out there and get Ladarius Green if you're struggling with a tight end, or if you got spot on on your on your um, roster. Stats him on your bench, because in the next few weeks he's going to be very relevant. Very relevant. With that being said, tune in next week, week 11 in fantasy and in real football. I'll be back. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master. And hopefully we get to stop your competition.